Hey rippers, are you learning how to surf? But are you a beginner or a big old kook? There is a difference, you know. And since there's many ways to kook it, you should stick around and learn a few things. Because if you don't know, let me tell you right now that surfers love to spot a kook. But don't get all stressed about it, because everyone kooks it once in a while. And that's the reason for the kook cast. Because the more you know, the less you'll kook it. So bust out your foamy and get ready to learn. The KookCast is here to lead you on your journey out of kookdom one episode at a time, and hopefully offer you some traction on this slippery slope between kookery and killing it. I'm your host, Coach Chris, and I started the surf coaching and education resource, thesurfcontinuum.com. Well, I'm pretty stoked to be back at it. We kind of took a little break off uh, in the month of January, if you follow us on all our platforms. and things like that you might have caught on already you know we just need to step away for a little bit I, I actually stepped away from surfing for just a couple weeks you know and just let yourself refresh and, and I've always I've always kind of known this in the back of my head that sometimes it's good to take a break especially from things you love and do all the time it, you know it keeps it fresh for you it keeps it cool it keeps it exciting it keeps you uh you know just driving towards it and not let it get uh like old i guess or i don't know bland so anyway that's definitely true because halfway through the break i was pretty pretty excited to get back to things get back to the coop cast get back to surfing already scored some great waves in new york and I'll be off to California. So speaking of that, if you are in, in Southern California for the next two weeks uh, from February 4th until the 14th or 15th, something like that, until I leave for a surf trip, um, hit us up, fill out an application on our website. You can go to the about page and fill out a private coach, uh, private coaching instruction application or whatever we call it there. And then uh, another cool thing before I, I let us off into our pre-recorded episode that we did uh, two months back, but um, yeah, before that, we have our dinner coming up in April 16th. We have a date, we have a location, pretty exciting. Um, it's going to be in New York City at Spring Place. There are, uh, I think, like 15 seats available. Um, so if you're interested in going pretty soon, I'm going to put up on the website uh, an application to fill out and a way for you to get yourself on the list and invited to this dinner. Um, it's going to be a three-course meal, wine and beer, all of it included, and you know we'll do, be doing a little presentation. Um, and and you know I've been really thinking about what I want to present, what I want to give. You know I have so much really, so it's not a question of what am I going to do more so what am I going to choose and I'm coming to the decision I think I'm gonna do it on like kind of <laughs> bear with me a second I know this is going to be very broad but I have a plan um, but what is a surfer what does it mean to be a surfer when you start to surf and you start to love it you start identifying as a surfer and what does that mean it doesn't just mean you own a surfboard and you go in the ocean sometimes there's so many other aspects to that uh, that kind of bleed over into your life and in uh, and, and good ways and in bad ways. Um, well, maybe not bad ways. It could be bad. Anything, anything can be bad if you do it too much or let it overtake you. But, you know, we're gonna, I'm going to do a whole thing on what does it mean to be a surfer and how does it affect your life and how should you let it affect your life and what should you be careful of. I mean, I feel pretty qualified because I think I've gone through a lot of phases as, as a surfer, like being from totally, totally obsessed to now being able to take breaks from it, you know, and, and kind of 
like do it in the right amount, you know, just like anything. Um, but then I'll also get to like educational stuff, you know, little pieces of education. We're always about that and just better surfing, better how to be a better surfer. Like the title says, you know, what does it mean to be a surfer? And, and that goes for what you do in the water. That goes for what you do in your life. It goes for what you think about and, you know, the way you carry yourself. And uh, yeah, anyway, so uh, more details on that will be coming and uh, and I will announce it. I'm, I'm assuming next week. I'll, I'll in my intro. I'll I'll announce that you will be able to go to the website and sign up and come to dinner. Meet you know me and Coach Evan. Hopefully he'll be able to be there. He's in California, but I want to get him out here. Uh, if not, you know there'll be more dinners coming for sure. Um, this is pretty exciting. We already have a lot of people who want to to go. So best of luck to you if you want to come there's very limited seats um but like i said don't worry there's more coming we're going to be doing bigger and better ones and uh, i'm just really excited about this because i want to share more surfing stuff more information more education just more about what we love so much about surfing and the education of it and, and just well what it means to be a surfer okay i already talked way too much letting you get into the episode this is uh how to know when your surfboard is too small following up from our last episode for how do you know when your surfboard is too big a kind of you know little comical take on um surfboard size and and boards that people choose to ride all right enjoy oh and apologies for the the poor quality audio it's it was recorded with two microphones but there was three of us so instead of trying to clip on I, I had it like arranged around us to try and capture all of us equally it didn't work because I was hoping um, whatever enjoy all right well if you joined us last time you remember our episode how to know your boards too big well we're coming at you this week with how to know your boards too small right back at you <laughs> and this one hits us all close to home. We all know really well how our board can be too small. Um, so let's get into it. I, I mean, we, we were just talking about it. The under the feeling of being undergunned is like one of the worst feelings ever. It's For overwhelming. Sure. Oof. I remember when I was when I was a kid and still going through my phase of like, this is the only board I ride, this is it. Yeah. And like bigger boards scared me. <laughs> you know, I couldn't even imagine being on a bigger board when the waves are bigger, but now that I know and now I've gotten used to it, I can't imagine how I ever was out in the ocean on that tiny little thing <laughs> trying to like not only just survive but catch waves mm -hmm. and put myself right in the most high output energy part of the ocean where a wave is breaking and try and catch it and ride it as just, you know, a Grom kid, like not some pro surfer who obviously can do it, but just a regular old kid on a surfboard in the ocean. <laughs> It's just scary. Yeah, it, it really just doesn't work out well at all. It, you you can put your get put into some really bad situations <clears throat> when you can't kind of match the power of the ocean a little bit more properly. Yeah, right. Because you got to be moving and shaking. You got to be on top of the water and being able to make ground. You match that speed of the wave, like all of a sudden, mm. like you know. And if you don't, you have to be in the most critical spot ever if you're on two on which a short board. Most like surfers that. don't want to do no, <laughs> be no. right under the lip to catch it. And that's basically point number one: is like how to know your board's too small is you can't get waves. 
you can't paddle into them and catch them because like Cole said, you can't match the wave speed or you can't even get to position. Like you see tons of good waves out in the ocean, but it's just that kind of a day where it's all spread out and you need to be moving and shaking and getting into position quickly as you see waves and well, you can't get there because your board's too small. That's perfect to talk about this right while we're sitting here. It's, it's pretty dark out there, but right here at La Miss, like I've been on boards that are too small and gotten into the ocean and known like in a heartbeat right. just paddling out and going through white waters and like just getting rolled around way too much and being again down in the water too much and being like taken with the rip currents all over the place and not being able to really direct myself where I need to go and um, I mean it's it's good it's good training like just stay on the inside and if, if you want to learn how to paddle a surf uh, shortboard and do and duck dive and do all that stuff but it's if you're actually trying to get out there and and get some waves it's, it's not the way to go right yeah it's funny you say that like I'm just thinking about how I, I have a board that's like my my bigger board for little waves and I remember one and it feels like a big board for me you know um, but I remember one time the waves got pretty big and that was my best option for a big board so I was like, all right, so I take out my little wave board, you know, to go serve big waves because it's, you know, best, best shot I have. And I'll never forget the feeling of laying on it and getting towards like the impact zone and feeling like, wow, this board feels really small right now. You know, like I really wish I had even more board to go a little faster and to get out of this situation now that I've paddled myself right into it, you know, right to the impact zone. And it's just funny how the ocean and the scale of things can really it just it really makes your board relative actually you know a, a seven six is big when it's you know small waves or medium-sized waves but all of a sudden the waves get big and you're like huh, i want an 8-0 <laughs> yeah, right. yeah absolutely and we we got pretty fired up like right before we started this recording because like we grew up in that era of riding boards that were too small for you just because it was the cool thing to do like you know, the pros rode them. It was the cool thing to own, like a small little short board that was lightly glassed. That was the only way. It was that just was the like, only way to go. Because, dude, that, that was what you wanted to be doing, exactly what you saw all the best guys in the films doing or on, on the posters on your walls doing, you know? Like, right. they were all riding th high-performance thruster little potato chips. But they were also surfing pipeline and off the wall and backdoor. You know, and like that's where Indonesia, all Indonesia, all the great barreling, yep. ultra powerful waves that you really are trying to, you know, you're able to get away with as little, you know, as little volume as you possibly can because but there's so much. Even push. even if you were at those waves as an average surfer, you would not want to take off on the waves the way the pros have to do it because they're on such small boards. Right. Like, because they're on such a small board, we started touching on this, like, earlier. Because they're on such a small board, like, they have to get under the lip as the wave is breaking in order to catch it. And that means you have to stand up and that rail set and all that whole takeoff is super critical. So gnarly. A little more board allows you to, you know, get a little more conservative and take off in a less, like, critical, less gnarly situation. Um, so even even though they have the waves to ride those boards doesn't mean that you and I could go in those waves and ride that board Not really well at least not really confidently 
Well, I think also it was, you know, definitely, definitely understand what you're saying and everything. And going back to like when we were kids and whatnot, growing up and watching these guys surf, we would go out and surf, you know, our mediocre breaks around town and we'd be riding the same boards that they were, <laughs> expecting the same thing, the Results, same performance yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. And we just weren't getting it. Right. And so what does that end up doing? This is basically our second point. You're like on these waves slapping the board up and down. You know, Evan had the Huntington Hop quote of the century. A <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. If you're doing the Huntington Hop, you should stop it. <laughs> 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 because it's just, it's just ugly. It's just not right. You don't need to be doing that on on the face of a wave. Your board is too small. <laughs> Your board's too small, and do a long, drawn out cutback. On a bigger board. Yeah. Exactly. I'm a little fish. Totally. And like, that's a good point, actually. Now you say it, like, it doesn't have to be a longer board. It just has to be bigger, more volume. So you can get more volume and a little more width and thickness. You can have a shorter board that has, like, is more suited to you and the conditions. Hmm. <clears throat> All right. So. <laughs> How to know your board's too small. You're angry all the time. <laughs> You're mad at other surfers when they catch waves. So angry. Losing past so you, angry. doing circles around you. Small board syndrome. And you're smacking the water and cursing and just falling out the back of like every wave that you paddle for. Oh, we've all seen that. The guy who like paddles for a wave and then like doesn't get it and you're like punching the water. Yelling, cursing, just in the complete opposite mindset that you should be when you're in the ocean. When you're going after. Totally. So Yeah, if you have board envy all the time, then you probably have too small of a board. You know, if, if people are cruising around, having a good time, smiles on their face, you know, and, and you're the exact opposite and you're pissed off at the end of your session, then... Try it out. Try, tr just try right. a bigger just board. So try a little mid-length or something or a fish or, or just, yeah. just outside the box a little bit. So I was, a, I was a younger brother growing up. I had an older brother and he got really into the whole thruster game and whatnot. And he was five years older and so I'd always like watch him. I'd be on my boogie board like standing up on the inside and whatnot. But there was a period in time where my brother was like, you know, riding a 510 little thruster or whatnot. And I think he went about seven, eight months. And, you know, we'd surf every weekend with my, with my dad and sometimes throughout the week. And for seven months straight, he did not catch a single wave. <laughs> no. A single oh, wave. Yes, I'm talking yes. about hundreds of times going out and not a wave. Didn't catch a single wave. Wow. And he just kept on going out, kept on going out, kept with it, wasn't catching waves. I was just on the inside having a ball, doing my thing boogie. on the boogie, whatever. <laughs> and then, you know, like, he ended up figuring out, I'm not catching waves. He went a little bit of longer board. Little more foam underneath them. Boom! He's cruising in the waves, progressing at that point. You know, he, he had to switch it up a little bit. 
what you're saying. You don't have to go longer. It was bored with a little more volume, you know, mm-hmm. like it, it was a little bit thicker in the belly underneath him. And sure enough, boom, he's progressing again and he's getting better. And then all of a sudden he got into the longboard scene and all these other boards. And so that's kind of where I jumped in, like, you know, later on. Because I definitely got into the whole thruster game early and was not liking it, you know, like <laughs> didn't work for didn't you. work for me, didn't work for my style of surfing. And then I saw my brother having so much fun trying all these other boards that you know he figured it out that it these short boards weren't working for him either. And all of a sudden he starts trying out all these other boards and oh boom, like. You know, I start trying them out too. Oh, these are great. You know, like try and try out different things in different different ways. Yeah, know? like take our advice. Like it really stunted our growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. We were we were floundering around on shortboards for way too many years. You know, I'm sure we got we got perseverance from it. I guess, but I don't know what what we got from it. Just getting beat down on the inside, hard, you know, barely making it out, and then you know, waves are going off, and we're on these little potato chips, and we can't paddle them properly, and we can't drop in and, and knife the drop, and we're just floundering around, floating around the whole time. Uh, and and if we were on the right equipment, I just know we would, you know, at this point we'd be surfing much better than we are. You know, <laughs> probably. Like, yeah. If if they if somebody would have thrown us on a fish earlier on, yeah. You know, as a as a little kid and had that feeling having a little bit more buoyancy and you know just a, a board that you can really make work in in a lot of different situations instead of having a board that only works in one specific situation right. mm-hmm. you know i actually remember my first board stepping away from like shortboards and it was just like a little bit fuller outline a little thicker and i think it was actually shorter by an inch or two than my regular shortboards but I'll never forget, and it was a quad too. And I'll never forget, like, feeling like actually I didn't like the board at first, just how it looked. You know, <laughs> it wasn't like that pointy, yep. sharp, like, you know, the whole yeah. like mental contamination pro surfer thing ruined me. So I didn't like the board really. I, I thought it wouldn't work, or it just it looked ugly. How could it go? <laughs> And it just turned out to be one of my greatest boards. It carried me through so many tiny little wave sessions. And it kind of was a little slidey, you know, it was a quad and it was like... Loose? Yeah, it was was definitely loose. And so I started learning how to do these, like, I would do these floater 360s on sections, you know, I'd go up. Because I think one time I was just trying to kick out and I, I kind of slid around and stayed in the wave. And I was like, oh... Oh, look at that. That was almost a 360. So I started doing these little sliding around 360s and then really playing with it. But, like, man, that board was the first step in realizing, like, okay, the board doesn't have to look like what you think it it should look like, you know? And Mm -hmm. that extra volume was, it really helped me and, and made me have more fun in surfing and look forward to sessions that, even though the waves were small, they were really clean and good. And I was all stoked about it. Like, other surfers weren't. And that's where I started, like, veering away, veering away, you know, until now I hardly ride a shortboard, it feels like. Yeah, you know. only when the conditions really call for it, when the waves right. are basically perfect and tubing, that's when you want to be on a, a truly high-performance, 
you know, maybe a light, you know, lighter glass job, just so it's just like a wing flying underneath your feet. Um, right. I guess the, the conclusion to all this is kind of like discovering long boards and short boards and all in between so because there's actually a right board for the job at hand just like a carpenter uses a hammer for a nail and a screwdriver for a screw you know like you use the right tool for the situation you're dealing with and so that's why it's it's really like an inspiration to discover new boards you know and don't close your mind off to a little bit of a bigger board if you ride small boards and vice versa if you only ride long boards um, you really start discovering things and, and, and uh, find ways to have more fun in the ocean. That's it. And, and you'll progress. You know, you'll progress. When, you, when you're having fun, it, like, your progression just is natural and it just, you know, you don't have to think about it too much. And riding different equipment is just key to that. Right on. So, if you're not testing out new boards or riding one that's big enough for you, or subscribe to the Coopcast. Coopy coo You're a kook. Get on iTunes and subscribe. Give us five stars while you're at it. And we will catch you next week. Woo!